So, ready to fall in love with your life? Ready to live your best life possible? Ready to remember that anything is possible for you and that you deserve and are worthy of the greatest experiences you could ever think of? Then join me in this conversation with our next guest. Megan Schubert is my next guest, and I am so excited because I have known Megan since I was the ripe age of, I think, 19, 20? And I, know, I was going to say, I don't even know how long it's been. It's been a long time. It's been so long. And Megan, had like you, what I've seen you do in the last decade is create the most amazing life in terms of what I see that you've always wanted. You own your own business. You have an, a beautiful marriage. You are surrounded by family and love. And I see you traveling. You're going to Ireland. You're going to freaking Mexico for Christmas. Like... I'm like, this girl is having fun. And the few conversations we have had over the years, which I'm so grateful for, I'm realizing more and more how much you've allowed yourself to explore your curiosities and explore yourself in the deeper realms. And I think that you are the perfect person to highlight because you've you've overcome, you know, tough situations and you've created such a beautiful life. And so... We must pick your brain to figure out how the heck you did it. <laughs> so thank you, Megan, yeah. for joining me. This is I'm so grateful that we're able to have this conversation. Yes. I'm uh, also grateful that we're in this place now, too, that we do these things together. Totally. I know. This is like one of the cool things about podcasts in general. And I feel like, I mean, even just the technology nowadays, the fact that we live, you know, so far away, yet we're able to connect, you know. Yeah in this way each other mm -hmm. pretend like we're having coffee yes exactly (laughs) okay so this is our first question we start the podcast off with is do you love your life I do and what would you say you love most about your life I mean you know (laughs) big question I know (laughs) it is it's a big question but I think it really actually is a simple answer and it's just being it's being able to be honest and say that you do love your life and actually feel it inside. Yeah. You know, and know, I, yeah, I mean, I just think it's just knowing that it, that it, if somebody asks you that, that it is a true statement to say, yes, I do love my life. Yeah. How did you get there, though? Because I feel like some people, it's, aren't there yet. We're, we're trying to get there, you know? So how did, how did you get there? <laughs> I mean, have you well, always, I mean, have you always felt no, that way? No, no, for sure I haven't. Um, for sure I have it. And for sure, I know I faked for a while too, or, you know, I would a lot of the times get, um, where, you know, I think, I think a lot of people do this where I felt guilty for not being completely happy in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, knowing all the things that I was lucky to have. Yeah. Um, but just still feeling this void, Mm -hmm. um, in myself and not exactly knowing why, it was there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think for me, it's been like kind of like you and I had talked just a while ago, a little while ago. And I would say I'm about to turn 42 this March. And it's been a 42 year old journey of ups and downs and realizing, you know, why, why and what, you know, things occur. Mm-hmm. Um, but it would, it definitely very much started for me. Um, actually kind of I would say three years ago and it really got intense during the pandemic yeah as I think it did for a lot of people 
Yeah, I think the um, pandemic really made a lot of people go way more internal, like not even just like in our homes, but like inside of ourselves to really start reflecting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause I mean, at times all you had was yourself and just your immediate family. And, yeah. but I mean, even in that sense, like everyone in your family is also going through something too. So, and even like to say with my husband and I, like his life didn't change too much during the pandemic. He was, he works from home. He had prior to the pandemic, but I lost everything that I knew. Like my job was gone. I going back. I didn't know if I was going to go back. I didn't know. So I struggled a little bit more through the pandemic say than he did, mm-hmm. you know, or differently, I should say. Mm-hmm. I would say that for me to get where I am today, though, I, I've always been interested in, you know, like when I was little, I was always interested in like reading my horoscope and what did that mean? And, Mm -hmm. you know, those kinds of things. And as I got older, um, it started to get more in depth and it was more of astrology than it is your horoscope. It's your Zodiac. It's your, you know, it's these things. And um, pretty much all of them interest me. And um, I always would just kind of, in a way, um, study myself mm-hmm. and study, you know, like I'm a Pisces. So then I would be like my friends of mine. I started to notice that we had these same little weird things that we did or thought the same way about. And like a lot of my friends are Pisces and just like weird things like that. Um, so it kind of just started with that. And then I slowly started to get into energy work. And, you know, like, I think energy work for some people is a very strange thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But it always just made sense to me. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and I think, you know, you got to take it for what it is too. You can't invest all of your energy into it. But I think if you can hear what they're saying or like pull certain things from it, you can learn a lot from it. Yeah, it's kind of like that point of trusting yourself and what resonates with you. So it's like you've always been inclined to uh, like be fascinated by horoscopes and like uh, astrology Mm -hmm. and energy work, which me too, like I grew up very much connected to psychics and intuitives and mediums and the other side. And like, for me, it was normal in the family. But growing up, I realized, okay, this is not so mainstream. This is a little <laughs> yes. like people think it's weird. Not everybody like really is into this. So it's that point of, and I feel like I struggled a lot with this in my life until recently, is I could, I never trusted myself in what like I found to be interesting or fascinating. Like I never really allowed me to trust what I felt and I just looked externally for like okay well mainstream is this I can't have that interest because it's not very like popular you know I yes I completely agree with that like because people would call it my voodoo or witchcraft or you're weird or you know like and so it was something I kept very private even um even though it was this huge thing that I had such interest in yeah And you can find such healing and like, that's where you've done so much of your healing work through, right? Like different modalities in terms of like working with psychics and working with healers and right. Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, cause I would say that there's a fear in there too. And I catch this from a lot of people that I know is when you say a psychic, 
um, people immediately get kind of scared because they're like, well, what if she tells me that I'm not supposed to be married to my husband? And I'm like, well, that's not really how it works, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, and I think that's how, I mean, I'm not going to say that that didn't happen to me too. And I think what, what worked for me is that at that, at a point in my life, everything I'd known got flipped upside down. Mm-hmm. And one of my clients gave me a, a number to a psychic and I kind of thought, well, the worst thing in my life just happened. I mean, what else is she going to tell me? It's like, yeah. I'm not even scared. Yeah. <laughs> you know? What do I have to lose? Right. What do I have to lose? Because as far as I was concerned, I lost it all. So I thought this is the time to do it. And then that's when I started to, you know, understand that a psychic doesn't like tell you specific things like, oh, you shouldn't be with your husband, you know, or, oh, you shouldn't have children or whatever, you know, whatever people fear. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're like counselors, basically, but they use more of that intuitive sixth sense that, like, tapping into that more, like, unseen aspects of us that we have kind of, like, neglected in a way, you know, for the more material, practical world, but still exists. Like, that's the thing. We are actually energy beings. Like, at our very core, basic, functional, like, structure we're just freaking energy, you know? Yeah. And that's what she had told me. She's like, I'm just going to, what I do is I pick up your energy. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of like, okay, like that sounds even weird to me. So let's try this, you know? Yeah. But then like, as I talked to her, she, I mean, and that was the thing about her too. She never asked my name. She never asked, you know, anything about me, but she could be like, Oh, um, I think this has happened to you. And I was like, oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no way that you would know that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And then that's kind of where I started to trust her. Mm-hmm. Cause I thought, well, there's no way she'd know these things. There, there were things that I, that she was telling me that I hadn't even told anyone. Yeah. So I think that was kind of like my pathway into that and trusting her. Mm-hmm. Um, she actually was the one that told me I would marry my husband. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. She said, I see him and you holding hands and uh, you'll pack up your house and your boxes are in his house. And I was just kind of like, Oh no, she's wrong about that. I'm not moving in his house. (laughs) (laughs) And sure enough, my boxes got moved into his house. I think, so, too, was... I, I think what's cool about psychics, too, and this could be one of the conceptions that people misunderstand is that they think that psychics can tell the future and there's only one future possible. But I think what they yeah. see is potential. Like these are yes. the potential routes. I mean, I do feel there is there is something in me that suggests a, a deeper destiny, you know, like certain things that you know, you're meant to experience or do or be or have, but I think that all roads can lead to that. So, you know, I think that there's not one way to get somewhere. And I think the place that we're all heading to is like actual, like contentment, self-love, peace, like understanding, harmony, trust, yes, with ourselves and on all roads lead to that. So there's not one way that that can happen in terms of like, there's not one future possibility. There's many potentials, but you know, all things right. are possible. Like who knows how you'll get there. 
Cause yeah. Cause even at times too, I, you know, I'd call and it would kind of change a little bit too, but, mm-hmm. and even I could, cause again, it was a real um, time in my life where things were changing day to day. And, you know, I was trying to find myself again mm-hmm. and I did pick up on when I had certain plans for myself, mm-hmm. she would pick up on them also, Oh yeah, you know? So it was like, that was where I was like, okay, that definitely is an energy that I am putting out that she's grabbing onto. Yeah. So she was like a cross-reference for you. So she could kind of like, like, um, cross-reference where you were at within yourself and kind of like validate it in a way. Yes. That's awesome. Yes. And because I think to how they work, like she could pick up on my husband's energy because he was connected to me and, you know, and it just kind of comes out through that, which, you know, and that's why I think she could also see those things. And I mean, I still have all the notebooks from uh, when I talk to her and I bring them out every so often. And I'm like, Oh my God, that's right. She did say that. And look at honey, we did do that. Or, you know what I mean? It's yeah. weird. Because the things that didn't make sense to me at the time. Yeah. And then now I read them and I'm like, oh my God, that's right. You know? Yeah. But then I think that's like that, the psychic opened the door for me to energy work. Mm-hmm. Which um, kind of was like, so the beginning of your journey in terms of like you were coming, like you said, you were coming out of kind of a traumatic experience where you lost everything. Um, and so you started a, a healing process basically, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, how long though, like, did you did that happen before you met your husband? Because I feel like he's like a big part of this story, you know. In terms of like, I have known you a long time, and yeah. the, the time that I've known you, like over, I'm twenty. I let's see, twenty. Uh, well, how old 15, are you? Fifteen years. I'm thirty six. Yeah, 30, I'll be thirty seven. I'm like I was twenty. I'm pretty sure I was like nineteen twenty. So sixteen years. And I feel like for that time that I did know you, relationships mattered so much to you. Like, like, I feel like that was your energy in terms of like, you wanted that partner, you wanted that relationship, that union, that Mm -hmm. love, like I can Mm -hmm. just see like, that was totally you. And you like got that you created that. And so I Mm -hmm. I feel like that partnership with your husband is very like crucial in the story. So how, like, how did you guys meet? You wanted to share that story, maybe? Well, and I mean, and it's funny because we did meet very, um, very quickly, I would say, too, from when my life took a turn. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, the funny thing is, is that um, all my girlfriends are like, oh, you're single, you're singer, you're singer. That's so exciting. And I was like, that's not exciting. And <laughs> um, they were like, Let, we're, I have a cousin and I have a friend and wanting to, like, hook me up. And I was just like, you guys leave me alone. I'm not in a place for that. You know? Yeah. I just didn't think. So you came out of a long-term relationship of like what, over seven, eight years, was it? Uh, I was just about 10. Oh my gosh. And so it ended kind of abruptly. Right. And I don't know how much specifics you want to go into that, but basically the relationship ended and yeah, no, I'm fine. I mean, it ended we were together about 10 years. Um, and then we had gotten engaged, I'd say, I think probably at eight or nine years, somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. And then, um, 
we were due to be married and then I had found out he was having an affair. Mm-hmm. So it just was kind of, and I think affairs are rough because you have, it's just like in a split second, mm-hmm. your life changes yeah. and you like, you can't even, I don't know. It's just such a weird feeling. And I, I've gotten this with other people I've talked to that like, if, unless it's happened to you, you can't understand it. Yeah. We tried to make it work and, and I just, and now I've realized too, there's just many reasons why you come and your relationship gets there Mm -hmm. because things aren't connecting and aren't right. Um, But I didn't know that at the time, Mm -hmm. you know, I was a very, I'm a loyal person and you were right. Like relationships, relationships mean everything to me. I'm a loyal person. I will do anything for you. And so it was just like very heartbreaking to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that was where I just feel, I felt at that point I I was done. Mm -hmm. I was like, I I can't, like I'd have failed relationships before that similarities with them. And I thought, you know, I'm plagued. I'm done. Mm -hmm. I don't ever need to meet anyone else again Mm -hmm. was where I was at. So like when everyone's like, oh, I have someone for you to meet. I was like, no, thanks. I have two cats and a house and I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Even though, (laughs) even though I knew that wasn't what I wanted, but I felt like that was what my life was going to be, you know? Yeah. Well, I think too, like being such a loyal person and having like, when you're that type of person in a relationship, I feel like, like you said, like there might've been many signs, long time coming, but your Mm -hmm. like mindset is you just make it work because that's a commitment and that's a relationship with that. And so you kind of like, don't see those red flags and those signs that are saying, Hey, wait a minute, maybe there's another route here. And so sometimes it takes freaking train crash which is like not to put it lightly or anything or to like no but I totally agree with you I I believe and that was like a you know some of the digging that I had to do and the understanding of who I was and what how the world works but I finally realized that I needed something to slap me across the face in yeah. order to leave yeah like I wasn't gonna do it because yeah. I was like no I love him I you know, we have these memories and we have this life and yeah. how do you disconnect? I'm not good at losing contact with anybody in my life, mm-hmm. you know? And so I knew that something like a train wreck had to happen in order for me to be able to break away. And I still had a hard time breaking away Yeah. even after it, you know, because I thought of like when you invest so much into someone, it's hard to just be like, oh, I don't even know who you are anymore. Bye. Yeah, <laughs> you know, totally. Well, and 10 yeah. years is a long time to like merge lives, you know, like talk about a daily routine for 10 years with somebody that yes. it is hard to change habits, you know, like yeah. that's a habit. It's your everyone you tell everything yes. to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Relationships are hard, but okay. So, and so, that's like, you know, so, sorry, so we, then, yeah. So then I, I was, I felt I wasn't in a place and whatever else, but, um, basically my friend destiny and yes, that's her name <laughs> was like, <laughs> I, I met this that. guy. Okay. I'm all, I know. About, and that was what I'm we all about specificity. <laughs> and to me, that is like two, that's the magic of life right there. Now those specific details of, Oh, Isn't destiny it? introduced me to my husband. Yep. Of course she did. <laughs> 
<laughs> yep, exactly. And we put that on our wedding album and everyone was like laughing and we put a little picture of her when you're like, when you see destiny, please buy her a beer because she's the reason why this uh, came together kind yeah, of thing. So, uh huh. So, so anyway, yes, my friend destiny um, was a really uh, solid person for me in that time. And she was bound and determined to get me on a date. And um, she had just so happened to go out bowling. And she at that time met my husband he wasn't my husband. She met Peter. Um, and he had just, um, recently been divorced and, um, she, it just clicked for her. She mm -hmm. just was like, you've got to meet my friend Megan. Mm -hmm. And he agreed to it, uh, right away. And then she came back to me and I said, no, thanks. Mm -hmm. And, um, eventually she started to, and, it, and now Pete and I laugh about it too, how much she lied <laughs> between the two of us to get us to actually do it. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it was like, it's funny. But, um, and, um, but eventually, truthfully, she was just like, Meg, you know, just give it a try. He's a really nice guy. And all of his friends say he is. And I was just kind of like, okay. And then she actually showed me a picture of him. And I'm like, well, okay, fine. <laughs> he was kind of cute. <laughs> I'm like, I could at least get a beer out of this, right? Yeah. See, to me, sometimes people are like, oh, don't judge a book by a cover. But I feel like mm -hmm. in a picture, you can also read energy, you know, where yeah. it's like physical, like appearance does matter for people because you can totally read people, you know? Yeah. So I'm well, sure it was just... more than just his cuteness that, you know, kind of piqued your well, interest. Yeah, because I mean, and then, and it's funny because then we did go on this date and, um, you know, immediately I... Like, I was nervous as all hell. I mean, I hadn't been on a date. Actually, to be very truthful with you, I had never been on a date in my life. Every guy I'd ever been with was someone I went to high school with or worked with or, really? you know what I mean? Like, I just, yeah. Oh, my God. So it just, like, flowed like that. Mm -hmm. So even when he was like, can I come pick you up? He laughs to this day because I was like, no, <laughs> you, you can't pick me up. You, yeah. You can't know where I live. And I was just such a freak. Um, I was just so anxiety about it. And, um, and I insisted on driving myself and, um, but yeah, but I mean, when him and I met, it was just right away. It was just easy. And I just had a blast. And I remember, I re actually remember walking away from the date and crying because I was like, Aww. I just felt so torn because I'm like, I don't know why, you know, this is happening and I don't feel like I should be here. And, you know, it was just weird feelings, but yeah. ultimately he asked me out again and then we talked for five hours and then he, he then the third date, I will never forget. He um, asked me to come over because he wanted to make me dinner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that was where I was like, oh my God, I've never had anyone do that, you know? Yeah. Aww. So yeah. And it just went from there. How long after the, the life changing breakup, um, how long between that and when you met Pete? Oh, uh, <laughs> like three weeks. <gasps> really? Yeah. Oh like my that God. Was the, yeah. That is I mean, amazing. That to me is like, hello, obviously, like that was like freaking, I feel like that's like divine orchestration. Like Megan, get out of this relationship. Yes. <laughs> we have this that's, for you. <laughs> yes. And honestly, that's how him and I both felt because his mm -hmm. divorce was really 
uh, hard for him. We're both very loyal people and he didn't want it. And, um, and so it was this, like, both of us were like, how could we like each other this much? Even, you know, and, and honestly, his relationship, his divorce was like three weeks before he met me. Oh my God. So when we started, yeah, when we started to, you know, say like where everything started to go down or what happened, Mm -hmm. they were very similar and it was very, yeah. And we also knew that like it, we both helped each other though, too. We were both able to talk about what made us sad, what made us happy what we were excited for in our future and mm-hmm. and just kind of go through um you know like I have read a quote before where it's like I never knew I could be happy and sad at the same time mm-hmm. you know and um I don't think you know for me I don't think anyone unless they were going through the same thing I would have would have been able to handle everything I was still going through if that makes sense totally like I, I now I get it why you would cry after the first date in terms of like even coming out of a, a breakup that you know there was an affair and obviously you don't you, you don't want to stay in that it's like you still have attachments to this person you still love this person you you know yes. like that habit right so I can totally yes. see why you would be conflicted but how and we were still talking to each other we were still dividing things we were yeah. still you know, and it's, so it was like this weird thing and he was doing it. My husband was doing the same thing. Like, and it's, so it's this very, like, that is crazy alignment. Mm -hmm. That is just like crazy, crazy alignment. Mm -hmm. Wow. How amazing. But like also like amazing for both you and Pete for being, it's like that point of despite coming out of those experiences, which could completely thrash any ideas you have about love Mm -hmm. and like to still be open to that experience it's like that's like that point of like that hope or that spark of like love matters and it like it can be so trashed and like like beat up and like you know just totally like dismantled but it can still have that little point little flicker of hope existent you know like that's amazing to you and Pete that you guys were able to be open enough to like see that through and look at what you've created from that you know like that's amazing to like come out of that experience still still hopeful yes and I think that's you know and it's very cliche to say too but um you know oh my husband's my best friend you know everyone says that but it was like he really he like we really were each other's best friends in that moment too because You know, there were times when our friends were done talking about it with us and, oh, well, just get over it and move on. And, you know, and him and I both connected on the level of like, do you have any idea how hard it is to just start over and move on? You know, Mm -hmm. so that was very nice to have him. And even I every day I thought even if this doesn't blossom into anything, I'll be thankful that he walked into my life when he did. Absolutely. Because he was giving me confidence again, too. He, you know, I just remember him saying to me, he's like, I cannot believe you're not married. Like, how has some man not scooped you up? And I was like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's actually been kind of a struggle. <laughs> I know, I've been trying to reel this guy in for fucking years. <laughs> right, like 10 years this guy had the chance and he just, I don't know, he just, I don't know. I thought it was me. You know, because you so, guys, but it was, because you had 
you know, partners waiting in the wings. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That's so incredible. What a story. Mm-hmm. So then how long was it, mm-hmm. did you guys date before you guys got married? Well, um, we actually dated because um, what I guess I haven't said yes is, or yet is that he, when I met him too, he had three kids. So yes. that was something, you know, that was pretty heavy in our relationship. And yeah. I have, I didn't have any kids. So him and I had to really navigate through all of that. I had to navigate through a whole lot because mm-hmm. I had, was trying to figure out what my my feelings were on that and mm-hmm. what I wanted for my future. And, yeah. um, and he, he told me right off the bat, like, I don't want any more kids and I want you to know this so that you, you know, that we don't go any further if this is what you desire. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, it's a weird thing because when you're faced with it as a question of like, yes or no, mm-hmm. it's like, I'm like, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. And, um, but I just said to him, I appreciate you telling me, I feel like we can continue dating and I'll figure it out, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but ultimately I did realize for myself that all I really ever wanted in life was to be in a committed, loving, amazing relationship. Mm-hmm. And I felt that to break things off with him to go out there again and maybe, you know, just like what end up even with a baby daddy or like something yeah. that I didn't, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like what one pulled me more and it was just him. He pulled me and then I met his kids and I connected with his kids right off the bat too. And so it was just kind of like this, you know, choiceless. it was just a different family. Yeah. Huh? The word that's coming up is choiceless. I've been studying this material that talks about oh. life being this experience where it can be choiceless, where it's an easy, mm. like maybe initially it was like, I don't know, maybe I want kids. But ultimately what you came to conclude was that Pete and that relationship mattered more to you. So it becomes choiceless because in a way this is what you want. So it's easy to go in that direction, you know, and then meeting yeah. the kids, it's like, it's choiceless. Like, I don't have to make a decision about, do I want kids or do I want to stay in this relationship? Because what I feel is so obvious, you know, it's like, yes. And sometimes it yeah, does totally... take work to get there, but ultimately through, you know, kind of digging deeper and, and evaluating and reflecting on yourself, you came to that conclusion of like, this, this is what actually matters to me. So that's amazing. Yeah. And I do think too, and that's like something um, where, how I got to love my life too, is giving it up, giving up. So like what society says I should be doing. Yeah, absolutely. Which society says how my life should be, you know, cause I can't tell you how many times I've crossed, um, other women and they're like, Oh my God, like, you're not going to have kids. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and I had to, whatever they were feeling, I had to be like a wall yeah. and be like, that's not, my choice or that's not, you know, that's not the, what I see for my life. I'm happy right now. My heart is fluttering every day. I'm like, so this is my path, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. And that goes back to the same point of like trusting what it is that's right for you and what makes Mm -hmm. you happy and what is it that you want to like pursue and experience and what makes you curious, you know, it's that point of like, I am a unique individual with unique needs and wants Mm -hmm. and desires. And it's not going to be, 
it might be like some people, but it might not be like a lot of people. And, and like that point of knowing yourself enough to be able to do that, like that's amazing. It's hard. It's hard to do that in this world. I think that because we are so conditioned to not do that, to try to like just fit in the mold of what the world says is acceptable, you know? So right. kudos to you for, you know, like really owning yourself, you know? Well, and that's kind of the advice I give to my stepkids is, you know, the best thing I think you could ever do for your life is not have a timeline. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're, you'll be where you're supposed to be, you know, yeah. like, cause I remember, and that was a lot of, you know, what I was doing in my old relationship too. I remember a point where I was 27 and having feelings of like, is this relationship right for me? Is this what I really want? Am I being fulfilled? Am I, you know, these questions. And I remember thinking like, but I'm 27. Mm. I can't, I can't be single. I can't, you know, like I should be married by now. And like, that was, you know, that's something I can rewind to and be like, no, Megan, (laughs) when you're 33, you're going to meet this really cool guy and you're not actually going to get married till you're 36. (laughs) Yeah. And that's okay. You know, totally. Oh my God. That's such a good journey though. Like it's, it's see, this is, this is why this podcast matters to me is because that people like you have lived these certain experiences where they can share look at this is what I thought and this is what I learned and this is why it matters, you know? And mm-hmm. it's like so important because we can save time for other people <laughs> by sharing mm-hmm. our experiences, you know? It's true. Yeah. And I mean, cause I think you and I've talked about it before too, where I have realized now too, going through everything I've gone through, I've had certain people that I've helped through it too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. where it's this, it's a healing process. And it's really lovely when it happens where I'm like, Oh my God, I know your life is really devastating right now, but I swear to you, it's going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. Or even to like and, have someone be in that space that you've been in and just be like, I know what that space is like. Yes. And that's it. You know, I know how you feel. Yeah. And you know, mm-hmm. and so when your friends tell you to just get over it, just know you you know, it's your journey. Yeah, no you don't have to get over it until you want to. Yeah. Until you're ready. Mm-hmm. Until you're ready. Yeah. Until you've healed, you know? Yeah. Amazing. Mm-hmm. So this is way more, like, to me, this is like, oh, yes, okay, this is, this is the important, I mean, all of it's important, of course, but in terms of your story, like, that's a really, really cool point I, I wasn't aware of, and I'm really glad that came through of, like, you know, having these ideas about who you are and who you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to do. And then having to go through the dismantling of that idea, like physically your relationship having to break down and then realizing, oh, but wait, this is actually what I want. And oh, look, life actually had this in store for me, you know, and it's like realizing that even when we're going through these horrific experiences, there is actually a purpose for it that can be way more than we ever thought it could be, you know? Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Because, I mean, if I had to answer it in one question, too, I think, like, for me, the best thing that came out of all of it was the trust I found in myself. Yes. And that was, that's a beautiful thing where I, you know, I, like, like, got intuition. Like, I had gut instincts about, like, certain things. I remember 
bringing them up to my ex and saying, I feel like this is happening. He's like, no, 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 you're crazy. Or, you know what I mean? And just, or knowing like, should I be here? And asking yourself these things, like your body actually knows. Yes. (laughs) And until I really started to be like, I knew that was happening. I knew. And where I just, now I'm, 41 and I just trust myself Mm -hmm. when I feel something I'm like okay I'm feeling this for a reason what's the reason and you know and I look into depth I don't shut it down push it down yeah you know yeah I think that's the best time in life is when you believe yourself Absolutely. And listen to yourself. Yes. And I'm so glad you brought that up because that is that point of the only way we can actually start loving ourselves is by loving our -hmm. our, our, loving our life (laughs) is by loving ourselves. And that is that point of honoring yourself and hearing yourself and giving yourself the benefit of the doubt and not dismissing yourself with ideas that you don't know what you're talking Mm -hmm. about. You're crazy. It's like, you know what? I am the only person I have to live with. And I am the only person like this relationship with me is what matters the most. And if this is not in tune, if I'm not in tune to myself, then I know I'm not going to be in tune to anything else. And so let me sort this out. And I think that that is totally the reason and way in which we can create the life we truly want is, is by connecting with ourselves or yes our bodies yes oh we totally spoke on that like I'm so glad because that is such a crucial point like Mm -hmm. because how are you going to live how are you going to create a life that you really love if you as the person living your life are not aware of what you love or what you're interested in or like what you really want you know or even like too like when you love yourself you you like you actually get that respect back. Like, yeah, you're not going to accept you, anything less than yes, that. Because you're like, no, I love me. And this is, I know, you know, like you're, you're more up to have boundaries with people and, yeah. and be very, like, I'm very, I have a lot of boundaries. I will be like, nope, that doesn't work for me. And yeah. I know inside of myself that that's okay to say, because, yes. you know, because I trust myself. I'm not being weird. I'm not crazy. I'm not, you know, overthinking, I'm Megan. Not, yeah, yeah, I'm not overthinking. Mm-hmm. I'm Megan, and I can, you know, like it's just that's. I think the, I mean, yeah. that is the key to having a beautiful relationship with many people in your life. Yeah, is you first. Yes, you matter. Mm-hmm. I matter. That statement, mm-hmm. you know, like I matter. That's brilliant. Yeah, it's um, fun, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> and you know what? Not and I, I want to make sure that I people don't feel like I'm making light of this idea that you can have a beautiful life. It is hard work. Like you it's know, hard. it mm-hmm. is hard. Like it is not. Um, I feel like it can be simplified. Like I feel like we're coming into a point where the more people walk that walk this journey and get to this realization, the more we're able to share, and that people are able to bypass certain experiences because we can learn from each other but Mm -hmm. but I'm also like wanting not to like make light of the fact that oh life is easy life is fun life is glorious life is beautiful it is all those things but the hard part is you having to recognize that first in yourself and like being willing to gift yourself with that like I love myself so much that I'm going to give myself everything that I want 
and I'm going to make myself priority and I'm going to make what I feel matter more than what I think another person thinks, you know, like, so I think that's the hardest part. If you can get to that point, then yes, life can flow easily. And like, we still have challenges and circumstances. I was just going to say, and it doesn't mean that every day I wake up and I'm like, Ooh, I just, just love my life. Wow. This is just great. Like, of course, like there's yeah. days where I'm like, Megan, bring it back. Yeah. Why is this, you know, and having, and just, and sometimes just acknowledging, um, you know what? I'm having a shitty day today and I'd yeah. prefer to be alone. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, cause it still happens and it's yeah. still, and you know, um, things like people have flashbacks, things like that still happen to me where I'm like, Oh my God, that was a really bad time in my life. I hated that time. And it can suck me in. Yeah. But then I, I've learned to go, okay, well, what, what did I learn from that? Or what did I get because that happened? Or I start to, I mean, it's really changing how your brain processes all all of it and recognizing that all of us, um, have like, I've always said to someone, I'm like, if we all wore our, all of us people, you know, like if you actually saw some of the things that people went through Mm -hmm. and maybe why they're just a crabby old person, or maybe why they chose to have an affair on you or why they, you know, did something terrible. If you saw what maybe happened to them. Yes. It's just more of an understanding of like, okay, well, hurt people hurt, hurt people. people. Yes. You know? Yeah. And then I think that helped me a lot, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's always a there's always a backstory and like we that for me was a big realization in my life was a big turning point of me realizing I and everybody else was just an innocent little baby brought into this world and subjected to life on earth as it was with who they were with. And it's like, from that perspective, we're all innocent and we've done the best we we could with what we have yeah. and with what right. we were aware of. And so it's like, you know what, in my book, everyone gets a clean slate because <laughs> like, I mean, that I, I, we're all just little babies, innocent little babies, you know, like it's true. And I mean, you know, and I think one of the things too, I mean, like I said, I did energy work. I did, you know, things like that. But one of the other things I did was, um, trauma therapy Mm. and that was difficult beyond difficult. Mm -hmm. Um, but I realized I, I, I started to realize a lot of things when I became a parent, Mm-hmm. And when I started to have kids in my life, yeah. and then I realized some of the things that happened to me, and I was like, "Hey, that wasn't cool." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, but you know, I think what came out of that too was that generational, you know, it keeps going, and yeah. you have the power to stop it. You have the power to see it and change it. Yeah. And I look at my mom and my dad, and I'm like, you know. I maybe would have chose things a little differently, but you know what? They were, they were doing the best that they could. And I realized I do the best that I can too. And I'm not perfect. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, that's what part of like breaking that generational cycle is not blaming the generation before, yes. you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. It's kind of understanding how 
you know, like, if, well, I remember hearing my dad's story and I was like, well, okay, that makes a lot of sense why he doesn't say I love you or mm -hmm. why he's not really big into hugs and things like that. Like it, yeah. I was like, that makes sense. And so it, it wasn't, oh, my dad doesn't love me. Mm -hmm. It's no, this is hard for him because he didn't get it, yeah. you know? Yeah. And that was a big wake up call for me where I was like, oh, dad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, that's the thing, like, imagine, you know, once we start doing our own healing and, like, facing these things in our lives and letting ourselves, like, move on, we start understanding more and more other people's stories. And when we hear those stories, our love just expands because, yes. like, for me, it's like, I just imagine, just based on what you said about your dad, which wasn't much, a little boy <laughs> who maybe wasn't getting the love and attention he needed from his parents. And it's like, I just want to hug that little boy. You know, it's right. like love expands when we really give ourselves the opportunity to hear each other and know what we've been through. And like, because we all have this story. We all have a story, you know? Yes. Yes. And I mean, I think no matter what, um, you know, because I think, um, you know, sometimes when, say, you would look at the family I grew up in, some people would say to me, oh, like it was really hard. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. but Nobody knows what happens through, you know, behind closed doors and nobody. And I read an, um, I read in my book, actually a book for people to read is the body keeps the score. Mm. And I think I told you about it yep. a year ago, mm -hmm. um, but it's a very interesting book. And, um, but that's where I started when I read that book, I started to see a lot of like, Oh, that's why I do that. Or that's a, mm -hmm. you know, something I picked up because that happened to me. And it was just really interesting how then I started to be like, okay, well, that's not a good part of me, mm -hmm. but I understand why I do it because I was feeling this way or, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you had to read the book in order to, but it just is, it was a real big eye opener to me where I think for the first time I was like, Oh, I'm not crazy. And I'm not, mean or I'm not you know like these bad things that I thought about myself yeah yeah you're just a kid coping yeah, yeah. I learned coping skills from what I was doing and mm -hmm. and I've continued those coping skills mm -hmm. until you know just a couple years ago where I'm like okay that's okay we got to work on that yeah why do I do that I gotta stop doing that yeah you know totally. I like to like if I like to push people out of my life, like I had to figure out like, well, why do I do that? Oh, it's because you're scared. Mm -hmm. That's why, you know? So that was just a real like, well, yeah, of course I was scared, right? Why wouldn't I be? Yeah. Yeah. Well, totally. You know? So so that's that point of like, yeah. So creating a life that you love is not like it, there's work to it, you know, and it can be easy. It can be hard. It depends on how you approach it. Like my last guest that I had on, Nicole, we were talking about that point of she was, um, she's been sober for 10 years and she works the AA program. And a big motto in that is you get what you put, you know, you get out what you put in. And that's such, okay. I mean, it, or you work, it works if you work it. It's like, that's life. Yes. It works if you work it. And so it can be as easy or as hard as it, it is, but it really comes down to you and what you're willing to do for yourself. And the Completely. hard part is changing habits and changing thinking and changing our mindset. But when we can... Coping skills. Yes. But when we can shift that, the reward is you do create a life you truly love because you're starting to love yourself. And so life responds to that. Yes. You know what I mean? 
Yes, that's total. I mean, and that's like something um, that Pete and I, whenever we go through something or that we're not sure where to make the decision, we have found that like, God, like when I think of like how we started, like and how hard it was, I had a house, he had a house, we had to sell both of our houses, we had to buy a house. And it was just like, how the hell are we going to do this? (laughs) And but all the door, the right doors open each time. Oh. We're like, we kept looking at each other going, how the hell is this working out for us? That's amazing. You know? Yes. And we figured out that all the right doors were opening because this is, we're on the right path. Yes. We're going the right way. Mm-hmm. And that again is something I've told my oldest stepdaughter. If you, if a door gets slammed in front of you, step back. Yeah. Don't keep knocking. <laughs> yeah. Don't keep knocking. Go. Okay. Like mm-hmm. now, you know what I mean? Cause if it's, if you're on the right path, I believe that the doors will just keep opening. Yeah. That's awesome. I love to hear that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I agree. Totally. Cause that's, so when- that's where even when Pete and I were going to Mexico, just, you know, what, two weeks ago and COVID. And I was like, listen, if our flight gets canceled, it's canceled for a reason. Yeah. Then we go home and we go buy steak and lobster and have fun at home. Yeah. And he was like, right. You know? Right. But you guys got to go to Mexico. We did get to go to Mexico. And I got to see pictures of you on the beach. Yes. Which was very, (laughs) very fun. And uh, my heaven. (laughs) Yes. That's awesome. Uh I swear to you, you are not the only person. I've had like three or four people around me that are like, oh, I'm off to my paradise. And I'm like, Great. That actually is awesome. I love that because it's getting closer to me. (laughs) Yes, right? (laughs) Um, No, but that to me is, um, that's the flow of life. That's being in the flow. When you're allowing things to be what they are without any resistance, without any fighting, just allowing like, okay, this is working. I'm going to go here. Oh, this door closed. Okay, fine. I'll go in a different direction. Like that's the flow of life. And to me, that's where there is ease. It's from you. It's like, I don't have to fight with my reality. I can just allow it to flow, you know, and that's when the doors do open. Or if the doors close, it's not a big deal because you trust things work out as they should. And I am where I'm supposed to be. There is actually a perfection to this, you know? That's what I think. Totally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I said, too, I mean, uh, if someone doesn't want to be in your life, then bye-bye. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because... You know, the right, the right people. I mean, like you and me, you know, you will stay connected to the right people and you'll figure out why, you know, it'll always be easy. Yeah. Look at that. 16 years ago for this moment uh, on my podcast. Right. (laughs) Who knew? Who knew? And I know it's, it's awesome. Oh, I love that. And I I do too. I look forward to the day I can give you a physical hug. I know. I want to come to Canada, though. Yeah, hey, anytime. Um, okay, so we're coming up on an hour. Let me ask you this one final thing. For anyone okay. who feels like things just don't work out for them, they're having a hard time, they just can't find that flow, and they just can't find that enjoyment of life, what would you What would you say to them? Well, I mean, and I, it, I think it's change your mindset, you know, which sounds easy, but it's so difficult. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's an everyday thing. Yeah. Um, but remember, like when I said, I thought I was just going to end up with two cats in a house. Yeah. Well, That's I a- would have ended up there if I let, if I told myself that every day. Yeah. You know, 
but I started to let more people in. I started to trust again. And I just think that like, you know, like I also believe in wallowing in self-pity for as long as you need, yeah. but eventually, you know, do something every day that gets you out of that mm-hmm. changes, like have a little goals. And I don't believe that anyone's born to just have a shitty life. Yes. Amen. Yeah. I think we were born to thrive. Yeah. Like nature. Look at nature. When untouched and left to itself, it thrives. Yes. And that's we're, very we're, true. We're part of nature. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think life is can be a lot more simple than we yes. believe it can be, too. Mm-hmm. So I have one last question, actually. <laughs> and that okay, is, <laughs> what is something that you do every day for yourself in terms of your own self-support? Like, how do you take care of yourself every day? Um, one thing I, I do, like, I, I think I've talked to you even a few times. One thing I've picked up even in the last year or two is I take, uh, I live by uh, nature center. Mm-hmm. I take daily pretty much walks out there all the time and just mm-hmm. sit with myself, sit with my thoughts. I don't bring music and, you know, um, I just, I would say it's my meditation. Yeah. Awesome. I know yeah. me too. I call my walks, my church. I'm going to church. <laughs> yes. That's so I say, I, that's funny that you do because I say the same thing. Like I, yeah. it's my time to go yeah. be with myself, sit with my thoughts, yeah. talk to my, you know, what I believe in and, yep. and, um, feel refreshed. Yeah. It's communion with nature, with God, with life, whatever. Yes. Yourself. Yes. Well, and again, you know, being able to sit with yourself in silence, um, is actually can be a very difficult thing mm-hmm. because that was something I realized when my life was not what I wanted it to be. I had to have constant music on mm-hmm. and I had to have something constantly happening around me. Mm-hmm. I couldn't sit with myself. Mm-hmm. And I think the best thing I've is, well, I mean, it's loving yourself and loving to be with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It is really building a relationship with yourself, like getting to know mm-hmm. yourself. Like what does, what does Megan or what does Christina or what does, you know, John or Jane, you know, want to do today? You know, who am mm-hmm. I? Who, who do, what do I want to do? What do I want to be like? Have I given myself the opportunity to first believe I can live a life I really love and, you know, and that I deserve it? And, yeah, it, it totally matters, that relationship with yourself. Mm-hmm. It changes your world once you once you become your own, like, friend, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Change your life by becoming your best friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, because it's totally. only you know, the answers. I think a lot of the times we reach for other people to tell us what to do. And that's why we get lost Yes, because we trust other people. We don't trust ourselves. Yes. When we are the common denominator in every given moment of our life, we are with ourselves. So if we can't live with ourselves and love and be with ourselves, then that could be why we have a hard time with life. Right. Because you're, you're possibly not on the right path. You're Mm -hmm. listening to somebody else or, you know, just not yeah I mean just not doing what you really want to do yeah so that's cool that's a good point too like the life of your dreams the the life that you love is gonna come from you inside of you you create Mm -hmm. it from the inside out Mm -hmm. and you knowing what's what makes you smile you knowing Mm -hmm. that you're happy when you put your head down and being like no yeah that was the right decision for me whether my mom and dad liked that or 
you know, Mm -hmm. anyone really. Yeah. Ultimately doing what's best for you. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. I just have to say thank you. Thank you also because there are certain things that you touched on that I wanted to bring up or that were like coming up and then you talked about it and suddenly you don't have to say anything. So thank you (laughs) for making hosting very easy for me because you just like totally took the conversation in in the direction I wanted to. So that was just amazing flow. So thank you for that. And thank you for the opportunity to share and highlight you because I feel like, yeah, I'm just, just, it's been so incredible to watch you come into the life that you've created for yourself and to see you go on these adventures and to be surrounded by so much love. It's so inspiring. And I'm just like, so grateful we're still connected and I get to see you blossom and, um, and I get to share your story here. So thanks, Megan. Absolutely. And thank you for having me. It's been very fun to have this nice little talk and and help anybody who it helps. I hope it does. Yep, it will for sure. Thank you, Megan, so much for sharing your story here, because it is so important to realize that even in the end of a relationship, the end of what we thought was our life to be, we realize we can find ourselves and in finding ourselves and getting to know ourselves and healing and loving ourselves, we can open ourselves up to real love and real possibility and real magic of life. Thanks, Megan. See you guys next time.